She is called Princess of the Beavers. She initiated the Beavers Canteen, Guardians of the Beaver, and Beavers Ark programs to save the endangered Mongshin beaver species. She is Chu Wenwen, a wildlife conservationist from China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region. In October 2021, at the 15th Conference of the Parties of the Convention on Biological Diversity, or COP15, 27-year-old Chu Wenwen shared her story of protecting the endangered Mengxin beavers with the world. Hello, I'm Chu Wenwen from China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region. I'm a representative of the Altai Nature Conservation Association and a doctoral student at the Beijing Forestry University. It is an honor to be here today at COP15 to share with you the achievements of our natural conservation work. We have helped to raise the number of Mengxin beaver lodges from 160 to 190, which equals a 20% increase in the number of this first-class state-protected animal species in China. The beaver is an ancient creature regarded as a living fossil of ancient vertebrates. The Mengxin beaver belongs to one of the Eurasian subspecies of beavers. In China, it is only distributed in the Altai region of Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, mostly along the Ulungur River watershed. With a population of just around 600, the Mengxin beaver is listed among China's first-class state-protected animals. A couple of years ago, the population was even smaller, as few as 500, making them even rarer than giant pandas in terms of numbers. Thanks to the efforts from Chu Wenwen, her team, and the participation of members of the general public, which she calls the Beaver Legion, the Mengxin beaver population increased about 20% from 2018 to 2021. So, how did this 27-year-old Chu Wenwen embark on the path of guarding the Mengxin beavers? In 1994, Chu Wenwen was born in the Altai region of Xinjiang. The region is home to many rare wild animals. Being the daughter of a wildlife conservationist, Chu Wenwen spent her childhood surrounded by wild animals and had made friends with various wild creatures such as the Mengxin beaver, wild horse and Mongolian gazelle. Witnessing her father's generation protecting wild animals, she too developed a love for wild animals and started to think how humans can coexist harmoniously with them. The Altai region in Xinjiang is a biodiversity hotspot with highly developed biodiversity, diverse ecosystems and many species of wild animals. Kids in the Altai region are immediately immersed in nature the moment they are carried out of the maternity room by their parents as babies, which was what I experienced in my childhood. They will find themselves part of nature. They might run into little squirrels playing on the doorsteps, golden eagles flying over their heads in the high sky, and see beavers in the river that flows near the park not too far from their homes. So in a way, my childhood experience might just be the thing that led me into my engaging in wildlife conservation work. 
So, unsurprisingly, instead of becoming a white-collar worker in Beijing after getting her master's degree in wildlife conservation and utilization at Beijing Forestry University in 2017, Chu Wenwen returned home the following year. She followed her wildlife conservationist father's footsteps and devoted herself to the same cause. My major is wildlife conservation. It provides a good theoretical supplement to my work on beaver preservation. I can reference these theories in my conservation work practice. In early 2018, Chu Wenwen and two friends set up the Altai Regional Nature Conservation Association. They prioritized the Mengxin beaver as their key protected animal. The Mengxin beaver is a first-class state-protected species, and although its number is small, it actually plays an important role for the environment. Beavers can help improve the quality of the overall environment around them by improving their own living environment. Beavers are known as the architects of the animal world. Living in streams, rivers, marshes and ponds, beavers love to build homes and constantly improve the woodwork. They use their strong teeth to fell trees to construct dams, which will create still ponds where they can construct their lodges. Beavers are also called ecosystem engineers because of their ability to alter the landscapes in which they live. The dams they build, which often cover several hectares, also provide habitat for fish, insects and birds. Mengxin beavers build dams to change water levels, and a small wetland will be formed during the dam construction process, which will provide a habitat for many other wild creatures. Each beaver family will have its own small ecosystem around them, and many wild animals will live there under their protection. The immediate environment around each beaver lodge is usually very good, so the survival status of the Mengxin beaver is often an important indicator of the health status of the Ulengua River Basin. Beavers feed on the shrub that grows near the rivers. They have a strong sense of territory and won't leave their own surroundings. However, with the availability of the shrub decreasing, the lack of food and habitat is the major cause impacting the beaver's reproduction. To protect the Mengxin beaver species, the local government established the Xinjiang Bulgan Beaver Nature Reserve with a total area of 5,000 hectares as early as 1980. However, protecting the Mengxin beaver and increasing its numbers is very challenging. The population of Mengxin beavers in China was only about 500 by 2018, and so was on the brink of extinction. As they started out to protect the beavers, Chu Wenwen and her friends from the Altai Regional Nature Conservation Association were also confronted with many setbacks and challenges. The temperature in winter in the Altai region can drop to minus 40 degrees Celsius. One day, while patrolling the wilderness, Chu Wenwen saw something she dreaded most. A beaver had frozen to death in the extreme cold. Chu Wenwen could no longer hold back her emotions at the tragic scene. This beaver is an old acquaintance of ours. I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? I can't take them home, can I? And I don't have a shelter for them. 
Are we really going to watch the beavers living outside the protected area die like this, one by one? Since the beginning of 2018, Chu Wenwen and her friends from the Altai Regional Nature Conservation Association have devoted all their time to the protection of the Mengshin beavers. They discovered that Mengshin beavers live in the Ulungur River Basin in family units. When young beavers reach adulthood, they will be driven out of their parents' lodges to search for their own territory and start their own families. Beavers have very strict requirements for their living environment. They only choose places with sufficient food resources to build their lodges. The shrub willows along the Ulungur River are not only their food, but also their building materials. If they cannot find a suitable place to build a lodge, the beavers, ousted from their parents' lodges, will find it very hard to survive the bitter cold winter in Altai. The number of shrub willows is closely related to the survival of the beaver population. However, the shrub willows are not a cash crop. Few farmers will plant them, which means the survival of beavers in the past relied on the decreasing natural area of wild shrub willows. For Chu Wenwen and her team, they need to increase the plant area of shrub willows if they want to protect the beavers. They decide to conduct a full-scale survey on the status quo of the Mengshin beavers along the river. We carried out research covering the entire Ulungur River Basin, investigating each beaver lodge to determine what habitat factors are around it. Just like some people choose to buy houses in Beijing's Haidian district because Haidian has a school that they want their children to attend, Mengxin Beaver lodges in places where there are the habitat factors it needs. We found that one of the most important factors that influence beaver's choice for lodging spot is the water level. Another factor is whether there are many shrub willows around. To be honest, there is not much we can do about the water levels. That's the work of the climate, but what we can do is to plant more shrub willow trees. But obviously, with just three members from the association, the survey work seemed mission impossible for Chu Wenwen and her team. At that time, there were only a couple of my classmates and I doing the job. Even if we each covered just one section of the Ulungur River Basin, we individually couldn't cover more than 200 kilometers along the river because it's not like walking on normal roads. The survey along the river was conducted in winter. You couldn't always go straight to the designated spot. Your car couldn't even reach the river bank. Sometimes you were afraid to walk on the frozen river for fear of falling into the river where the ice was fragile. It was actually a very difficult task. But thankfully, the Forestry and Grassland Bureau of the Altai region came forward and proposed, we have forest rangers, we can coordinate our rangers to do the work together with you. After finishing a comprehensive investigation throughout the 725-kilometer long Ulungur River, Chu Wenwen and her friends found that they needed to plant 410,000 shrub willows to meet the needs of the beavers. A rough estimation showed that planting these shrub willows would cost at least 2 million yuan, or about 300,000 US dollars. But the Altai Regional Nature Conservation Association is completely non-profit and could not afford such an outlay. 
In early 2019, the Altai Regional Nature Conservation Association and the local government jointly launched a public welfare project called the Beaver's Canteen, which called on people to donate their snack money to help plant shrub willows. In order to encourage more people to donate, Chu Wenwen turned to social media for help. She opened a Douyin account, a Chinese version of TikTok, and posted videos showing how she rescues wild animals. I have worked as a photographer before, and some of my photos have come with some royalties. Almost all of that has gone to the association. So I would research on how to keep the trees alive during the day, and wrote stuff about beaver protection in the evening, and then shared with the general public things like the real-life situations faced by the beavers. What beavers like, the heartwarming stories about local Kazakh herders, and also the challenging work conditions of the local forest rangers. I just wanted to tell everyone what I saw in a way that everyone can understand. I think people were moved by these stories the same way I was. In addition to updating her animal protection videos, she also live-streamed the life of beavers. And let netizens know how the beavers eat the shrub willows she planted with their donation. This was done with care, not to disturb the normal lives of the beavers. Through these efforts, more people became aware of the Beavers Canteen project. They contacted her and asked what they could do to help the wild animals. The fundraising process for the Beavers Canteen project was really heartwarming. I realized that we were not alone going all out for beaver protection. Lots of people are also willing to help this cute but endangered species. That was how our Beaver Legion came into being, where all of us voluntarily joined in this beaver protection cause. I'm truly deeply touched. We have created a special folder called "Feel the Warmth of the Beaver Legion." People really want to do something for nature conservation, and most of them are people who were born in the 1980s and 90s. I'm often overwhelmed by what they do for beavers. For example, I often got their messages such as, "What type of trees do we plant?" or "I'll cut down my coke money," or No coke for the meal keeps me fit, plus more trees for the beavers. The Beavers Canteen project has gained overwhelming support from the general public since its launch, with over a million netizens donating for the cause. But when the actual tree planting process started, the young girl was dealt a heavy blow by reality. Although she and her friends watered the saplings along the sandy river bank by foot every day. And even camped by the riverside for a whole summer to keep a close eye on the growth of the saplings, only less than a third of the saplings they planted survived. I was very nervous, you know. I felt embarrassed at the time. I told everyone every day that we were planting trees. I was actually a bit hesitant to let people know that only less than 30% of the 200,000 trees we planted survived. We are friends with all donors. We have a special media group where we communicate in real time. At that time, I thought I had to solve the problem. 
So I went back to Beijing Forestry University for help. I sought help from various levels of the university. Everybody was motivated and wanted to contribute to save the species upon hearing what we do. In the end, I came back to the Ulunguo River with many experts in the fields of forestry and landscaping to work out ways of improving the survival rate of shrub willows. They experimented with various methods, trying out different watering techniques on all sorts of soil types. Eventually, they made a major breakthrough. Using a new tree-growing technique, the shrubs still sprouted even after being nibbled by the beavers. The survival rate of shrub willows has been increasing year by year. Currently, it has exceeded 70%. The shrub trees wind along the riverbank for more than 700 kilometers, providing more food and a better habitat for the beavers. The number of Mengxin beavers has increased by 19.8%, which is actually a very important thing. It is pulling the Mengxin beavers, which previously had only 500 or so left, back from the brink of extinction. Some people might think, well, you've only managed to raise the number from 500 to 600. But in fact, this is a monumental change. The Altai region is home to an abundance of wildlife resources. It's also home to many herders and their livestock. Herdsmen live on both sides of the Ulungur River. The living areas overlap with those of the Mengxin beavers. Inevitably, there will be some cross paths between the wildlife and humans. Our beavers are sometimes sneaky, you know. When they are tired of the taste of shrub willows, when they decide it's not delicious enough, they will steal the sunflower alfalfa planted by herders. But those were the cash crop that herdsmen depend on for a living. So every time we patrolled the river, we were often surrounded by herdsmen who complained, your beavers stole our sunflowers again. Although they were quite nice and told us that if the beavers don't munch too much of the crops, it's not a big deal, we still feel very sorry because these crops are part of their livelihood. They've been working so hard growing these crops in the hope of selling them and use the money to support their families. To tackle the issue, Chu Wenwen and her association came up with a solution. They involved the herders in their Beavers Canteen project. In fact, our Beavers Canteen project is designed to invite herdsmen to plant trees together with us. We've also extended this practice to our other projects, such as Guardians of the Beaver. This way, we also help expand the income channels of the herdsmen, meanwhile giving them a sense of honor. Apart from the Beaver's Canteen program, the association also initiated the Guardians of the Beaver project, which involved 190 local households and approximately 500 herdsmen along the riverbank in wildlife conservation work. As Guardians of the Beaver, the herders' first duty is to educate their family members and to restrain their dogs to avoid causing harm to the beavers. Herdsmen also conduct daily patrols to find out whether beavers around their route are in danger or trapped. 
Some scenarios will be, for example, whether there has been an incursion by beavers' natural enemies, or floods have washed away beavers' lodges, or whether any beaver has been trapped in agricultural channels. In the living area of the Mengxin beaver, Chu Wenwen and her team have deployed over 500 infrared cameras for observing various wild animals. The cameras are installed far apart. Some are even three to 400 kilometers apart, which makes the maintenance cost of the cameras very high and uncontrollable. But with herdsmen joining the beaver protection efforts, they will routinely check if the cameras are damaged or lost, maintain the normal function of the cameras, and transfer the collected data back to Chu Wenwen and her team. This approach effectively solved the problem of lack of professional wildlife conservation staff. Despite all these, there are still some unfortunate accidents that lead to injuries and deaths of wild animals. For example, when the animals are caught in wire entanglements or agricultural machinery accidents or injured in other human activities. 2018年的時候,我們就救助了一隻被困在農用區裡面受傷的河狸。In 2018, we rescued a beaver trapped and injured in an agricultural area. However, due to poor rescue conditions at the time, we did not have the necessary medical equipment to help it recover. It was even hard for us to investigate the exact nature of its injury because we had no tools. That beaver eventually died. Although such accidents are not intended by humans, it happens. If we had a rescue center, we could have helped those injured animals to have a better chance to return to the wild. In order to rescue more wild animals, the Altai Regional Nature Conservation Association joined forces with the local government and launched the Beaver's Ark project in 2021, a professional wildlife rescue center in Fuyung County in Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region that aims to provide treatment to injured wild animals, at which the beavers are frequent patients. Our initial idea was quite simple. We planned to build a row of small bungalows and equip them with some medical equipment so that we could know the health conditions of the injured wild animals. We were thinking of some cages and some most basic facilities to provide a first aid and shelter to the ill or injured wild animals to save their lives. Thankfully, the Fuyun County government generously invested a lot of money and built a large courtyard animal shelter, which has beaver lodges, bird houses and other animal lodgings, in addition to an animal treatment center. This year, we will build a wild-release training area for birds and beasts with the help of a beaver legion. It's such an upgrade on our original plan, you know. All these will give the wild animals a greater chance of returning to the wild. The Professional Rescue Center is equipped with vets and wilderness trainers who are capable of handling regular injuries and help the injured wildlife readapt to the wild. Through active engagement with the general public, more and more people are involved in the beaver protection cause. Some young people will even bring their families to Altai as soon as they have a vacation, specifically to grow shrub willows. Members of the Beaver Legion will sometimes descend to Fuyin County as if from nowhere and join us in tree planting. 
Many choose to live at the tree planting site. We don't feel strange staying with each other, although we've barely met. In fact, it's not very practical for us to meet everyone from the two million strong Beaver Legion. We have several dozen chat groups, and all the chat groups are very active, with people discussing Beaver protection all the time. I see them chat like that every day. More people participate in beaver conservation operations thousands of miles away. They cut back spending on snacks, beverages, and game skins to donate to the Beavers Canteen project. Some adopt and raise beavers online. To all of them, Chu Wenwen feels more than thankful. We are like a huge family. After receiving the China Youth May 4th Medal last year, I cut a piece of paper and wrote down the names of our Beaver Legion members and covered my name on the medal with it. I told them that the medal couldn't be cut into pieces, otherwise I would be sending a piece of the medal to all two million members of the Beaver Legion. Every one of us can actually have the opportunity to become a nature conservationist. Humans can do things for the well-being of wild animals without their knowledge. After all, humans represent a higher civilization. I think a respect for life should be the way to build our relationship with nature. Although there might still be many challenges waiting for Chu Wenwen and her Beaver Legion, with more and more young people joining in wildlife protection, let's hope the population of Mengshin beavers will be removed from the endangered list at an early date. With that, we conclude this edition of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just key in footprints and you can find us there. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.